I saw this beautiful home image that's really beautifully shot, great colors, your packaging is great, but just says dry skin, body care, right? Instead of leaning into the problem and your product being the solution and then also identifying, am I the right customer or not for you? Hi, I'm Jacqueline Snyder, and this is the Product Boss Podcast. I've helped launch and grow thousands of product-based businesses, even one of my own. And over the last 20 years, I've seen behind the scenes of businesses just like yours. Whether they are makers, manufacturers, artists, or food and beverage businesses, I have spent so many hours studying it all. I've discovered what makes them successful. What are mistakes they could avoid? How did they turn an idea into successful business? And what are strategies they have used to make more sales and be discovered by more customers? This is what this show is all about. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to become a million dollar product boss, I'm here to give you the permission to chase your dreams, no matter how big or small. All you need is the right mindset, a little courage, strategy, and support, and you too can be the next million dollar product boss. Let's do this. If you're someone who spends hours a day cranking out content, which I feel like all of us feel like we are, or you're always on the clock to come up with the next big idea, um, check again. Let's talk about an AI-powered tool that will help lighten up your workload. HubSpot's Campaign Assistant is a game changer for creating marketing campaigns at scale. It quickly turns your key selling points into a cohesive pitch, which helps you deliver knockout emails, ads, and landing pages in minutes. Campaign Assistant is the key to unlocking writer's block so you can scale faster. Work smarter, not harder. Head to hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant to test drive Campaign Assistant for free. Hey, hey, and welcome to another coaching session episode of The Product Boss. In this episode, we're going deep with Sue, founder of Simply Sue's Naturally. You'll hear her introduce her business in a minute. But what's interesting about this call is that we're tackling growth from two directions, marketing and conversions. We get some clarity on who Sue's target market is and make sure that's who she's speaking to. And we highlight what's really making her business stand out. She also brings up that she's just started selling on Amazon, but she's not seeing the results that she'd like to. So let's see if we can do something about that. Are you ready? Let's meet Sue. Hello, my name is Sue Jurelico. I am the owner of Simply Sue's Naturally. I handcraft skincare products for really extra sensitive, extra dry skin. I have a full face care line as well as a full body care line. My top sellers are probably the face care. And I also have a CBD pain relief bomb that seems to be a bestseller as well. I love that you say seems to be. Nine years. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, <laughs> well, sure people are buying it. <laughs> people are buying it. I think it is my bestseller, but I hate to say that. I don't know okay. why. Why do you think that is? Is it because of the CBD part of um, it or what, what? Yeah, there's a lot of just gray area with the CBD. It is hard to sell. So I, I don't market it at all because I can't on um, like Facebook and all of that. I can't even use SMS because of the CBD. So where do so you so, focus on the face care? Face care. Yeah. So where do you sell the CBD to know that it's kind of one of your best sellers? Is that in person? In person. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. That's okay. Yeah. And any of our listeners from that. Any of our listeners that are listening that are in CBD, they understand how hard it is because while it is not um, a drug, it's still very regulated and there's bank accounts you can't use. And like you said, you can't talk about it on yeah. Facebook. So it definitely does make it a little bit more difficult. So no worries. So you started this business, which is your website is beautiful. Your photos are beautiful. It simply sues naturally. So you really kind of started it, was it with a face cream? No, I started with a body butter, sugar scrub and a lip balm. Okay. And how did you start? Like, why did you decide to just, you know, start making these products? Because I was in love with these really high-end organic skincare products and they were extremely expensive and I couldn't afford to keep buying them. So I'm a scientist by my background and I started doing a lot of research and putting all these pieces together and came up with formulas. And then I started giving them away and everybody just loved them. So it kind of snowballed from there. Okay. So that's something, and you're in the mastermind with me. And I, that is something I do not know yet is that you are a scientist, um, by trade. So that is something really interesting because I think a lot of times when we are all thinking about buying, you know, skincare, there's those ones that are backed by doctors or they're scientifically proven, they're scientifically organized. And then there's the ones that are very natural, I said organized, but that's not the right word, or there's natural. And so you're leaning towards the natural element of it. But then there's also the scientific mind, this great mind that's behind them. So do you use that at all in your marketing? Very little. Okay. And is there a reason why? I need to use it more. <laughs> um, I don't, it's just, I feel funny talking about that. I don't know why. Are you uncomfortable with, are you uncomfortable? Like what's the part that you, like, what's the discomfort part in it? Is it that it's not actually scientific, right? Cause you're not in a lab or, you know, what's the part there that's getting in the way? Well, I have turned my kitchen or my downstairs basement is a lab, a pretty GMP compliant. So that's a good thing. I almost feel like imposter syndrome. Okay. I have that a lot. <laughs> so okay. I need to get so, well, we have things that I know you want to cover in this, you know, strategy session. I think there's that mindset and imposter syndrome aspect that does definitely like rear its ugly head. So can we dig into that a little bit? Let's talk about your scientific background and then how you use that in creating these products. Let's talk about that first. Okay. So with a scientific background, I did a lot of lab work. So it was very easy for me to switch over from lab work. I did pharmaceutical research and it was very easy for me to, to switch over from that type of lab to a skincare kind of lab. It is a little bit different. So I did take classes on GMP. So the transition was fairly easy. How did you apply that then to the formulas that you created? I don't know. I just did a lot of research and I knew what I wanted the end result to be. So then I kind of backtracked and figured out what ingredients to use. So I did a lot of research on how the, what, like the different concentrations of how they would affect the of oil would affect the recipe and that kind of stuff. Okay. So then let's talk about the results. So with your scientific background and with under, like all the research that you did, what is the result that your customers can get from Simply Suze? So when they try on the body creams in person, they are amazed at how well their skin feels. It's not greasy. It doesn't leave you feeling oily or sticky. Like most of them are sticky. They're just amazed at how great it feels. And is there any sort of problem that you're solving so there's dry skin is there any sort of anti-aging or you know vitamin c or anything like that 
the face care line, there's a lot of extracts in there that are going to be good for like mature skin. I use aloe vera juice. I don't use water in any of the products. So you're getting a lot more nutrients that way too. It's either aloe vera juice or hydrosols in the formulas. The uh, face serum that I have has hyaluronic acid in it and rose hydrosols, which are all really good for anti-aging. Okay. And is there anything in the body care that is also helpful in terms of anti-aging or more mature skin? Yeah, so it uses aloe vera juice for that. And I've got calendula extracts and some oat extracts in there that are really good for dry skin, as well as shea butter and coconut oil. So I don't use anything extra. It's all, every single ingredient is there for a reason. And it provides a lot more nutrition for the skin that way. Okay, so I have a question for you. (laughs) How would you feel? (laughs) You're like, oh no. Because, you know, I think one of my super, my, one of my superpowers is kind of to, to gather information and then kind of zoom out and say like, oh, I think I see what the potential thing could be for you that could set you apart, right? Because I think there's so many people out there, especially like, you know, we know in the product class community that create homemade and handmade, handcrafted skincare. And then what's the part that will make you different, that will solve a problem for your customer? And so for you, I think there's a big part that you're actually overlooking. So I I dug into the question about the scientifically backed, which you do have as your tagline. Your tagline does say all natural skincare, handcrafted with love and backed by science. But one of the things that you said, and it's an image on your website underneath the facial care. There's like an image at the top and it's a woman with more mature skin. She's got very natural looking like makeup, like naturally aging, but also beautiful skin. What if you were to gear your products more towards more mature skin? Because if you think about all of the beauty care that's out there, a lot of it has been geared for so long to, you know, they have like the Jenner, the Kardashians, you know, like people with beautiful skin already, but they're young, they've got youthful skin and they're like, look how great my, you know, skincare is like great, but they're, you know, 20 year old or 30 year old versus women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And what their skin looks like. And so I am seeing a trend towards beauty products, makeup, let's say, makeup products that are actually starting to gear towards more mature skin. I'm seeing it even Sephora that they are starting to have some of the makeup lines that are in there actually show more mature skin and that it is actually not geared towards the younger women. It's geared towards women that are starting to hit an age where, yeah, we're going to have more wrinkles no matter what you do, like Botox, right? Skin is thinner. There's things like that. So what's going to sit on the face? So, And if we think about the general population is aging up. So wouldn't it be refreshing for us to be able to shop from a brand like yours that was geared towards women with similar, you know, skincare issues or problems where they can see themselves represented in the photos? Like how, how does that feel to you? So I actually do, my target market starts at 55 and okay. So I try to use images of more mature women. And that's usually, I, in all my emails and that kind of stuff, I always target aging skin. Okay. I don't see that on your website. So... I say this and I bring it up because I know part of the conversation we want to have today is moving towards conversion, like raising the conversion on your website. So while your emails might be doing it, when I land on your page, when I land on your website, I don't see that in three seconds, right? I don't, I don't feel that. I don't know that right away. 
So I love that you're already there. And I think then what's happening is there's probably a, a break in the communication because what's going to happen is we're visual people. Like if you think about when someone goes on a date or they're, you know, usually it starts with attraction. Like it's visual. We look at somebody and we're like, oh, are we attracted or not? And then we're like, tell me your name. We get deeper into the conversation. So I want you to treat that a little okay. bit like your website where your website's almost like a blind date, right? Someone like lands on the page and they in a second know this is for me or it's not for me. So we probably need to have more of that communicated through visuals and with words and taglines that lets me know that because you have healthy glowing skin at any age powered by mother nature, but that's expecting me to read it. But all I saw as a very, I I take action very quick. I look at things very quick. I saw this beautiful home image that's really beautifully shot, great colors. Your packaging is great, but just says dry skin, body care, right? Instead of leaning into the problem and your product being the solution and then also identifying, am I the right customer or not for you? First impressions matter. There's research that shows people make judgments within a fraction of a second based on visuals alone. That's not enough time to read the about section of your website. You have to be able to show new customers what you stand for the moment they land on your store page. They won't take the time to do the research if they don't feel it's for them immediately. What would you say the age range is? Is it in the 50s? Is it women in their 50s? I would say 50s, yeah. To start? Okay. So you may want to think about collaborating or working with influencers of women in their 50s that are both into natural skincare. So they're not going and needing to buy like the makeup counter skincare. They're they're looking for an accessible product that's natural. And then it also targets their concerns and they value the fact that you're a scientist. It's like, it's backed by science, but I also, I almost want to say like created by a woman who is a scientist, like that's not your tagline, but leaning into the fact that you are a scientist and that this did go, there was research. This isn't just backed by science because backed by science feels a little bit loose, but it's even more so like, I trust you. You know, if I did a photo shoot with you, I might put you in a white coat, you know? So there's visuals of like, let's say you being in a white coat and that someone would look at that and say, oh yeah, scientist, you know? Oh yeah, science. Like this isn't just, you know, homemade or handcrafted, but rather there's actual product in here that's going to get the results I'm looking for. Okay. So I do have pictures of me in my attire, but they're on the about me page. Okay. And they're not very attractive because I'm wearing like a hairnet and... We can always do another photo shoot if we need to. Oh Um, yeah. I think we need to. Okay. But it's okay because it means you're there. I think the thing is that you're here in some way you're touching on it. It's just not all the way. So I think there's a few things to think about is that it might be leaning into the messaging even more so, leaning into the visuals even more so, and really taking a stand with the product. Like this product is backed by science, created by a scientist of a woman that gets the same skin concerns, right? And it's not created by a man in a lab somewhere. And you get what they need, you get what they want, and you are the solution to their problem. Okay. So that's going to be a little bit of a marketing situation because I know you're already working with, you've taken on um, some people to help you with marketing for like conversion parts. 
And I think that will be helpful, but there might be a little bit of cleaning up when it comes to, like I said, images and potentially like talking about the concerns that somebody might have and how a certain product will solve the problem that they have about that concern. Okay, that makes sense. What questions do you have for me around that? Oh, I don't think I have any questions right there. Okay. I'm just kind of wondering how we're going to get to that next step. Like how to do it? Yeah. Okay. To get um, from point A to point B. Totally. So I think some of the very first things I would do is on your homepage, I would think about whatever you want to sell right now. So if it is the body care, if it's the body creams, because I am seeing a, a growth in the body cream world in the way that there's that, I just bought some it's the Brazilian bum sold in Janeiro. Have you seen them? I have not. Okay. So they're a Sephora product. Well, no, they sell in more places, but Sephora has really been pushing. So Sephora, you know, when they started, what it was for makeup. And then, and I'm talking about Sephora because sometimes it's easy to look at a really big brand that's worldwide actually, and seeing kind of what they're doing and what they're how they're changing the store because it shows you what's happening in the trend in beauty. So they started off in makeup and then we've all kind of seen that then they added in skincare. So then, you know, the back of this, of the shop has skincare. Then we saw that when there was a trend to clean beauty, they really created more of like a clean beauty section. And even in their makeup started offering more clean beauty. Then I saw the trend move towards hair. So then we're starting to see more hair product. It used to be just a couple things, but now there's actually more hair product being carried at Sephora. And next, I'm seeing body care. So they've really been pushing this Sol de Janeiro. It's like an orange um, jar with like a white top. It's like an interesting shape. And what this brand is doing is it's actually it's clean beauty. And it's actually also starting to address problems in terms of skincare from the perspective of body skincare versus just for dryness. So there's loss of firmness firmness they're talking about. They have ones that have, you know, vitamin C in them for sunspots. So they're starting to use active ingredients in body care that Sephora is bringing forward and you can find it in other places where it's more than just for dry skin or for the scent, which a lot of times has been the thing that body care kind of just stayed in. And the most I remember ever happening was stretch mark cream or jojoba butter, that kind of thing. And so I feel like there's this move in body care to start to treat the whole body the way we've been treating our faces for so long. I think so too. I think that definitely hits home. So if you take a look at this as a brand, they have three pack. It's their body cream trio set. It's sold out online actually. And it has good for uneven texture, AHA and glycolic acid, good for dryness, good for loss of firmness, things like that. So if you're going to be pushing on Simply Sue's, your brand, because they should buy you and not this other brand, right? Because you do the same thing. Right. If you're going <laughs> to be pushing that, then I would love to know how your body care is going to help me with the problems that I have. So you may look at the home image and actually instead of showing all of the body care, you may really specifically be speaking about your sweet orange spice body butter, for example, and tell me why the ingredients in there, does it have vitamin C in it? I think, no, it doesn't have vitamin C added to it, but with all the ingredients in there, 
a lot of them do have the vitamin C. Okay. Well, I'm just making stuff up at this point because I don't know all of your ingredients, but thinking about your product and thinking about you knowing what's inside of it, how could that benefit something? So your lavender body butter is really great for sensitive skin, right? So it, it might be, or what essential oils are in there that will have some sort of solution to a problem of skincare, right? Helps with skin texture. That might just be another way of helping with dryness. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. It's even just the word. Yeah. So if we're going to, if you feel like you want to push your body creams, it might be starting to pull them apart instead of showing them all together and starting to talk about, you know, changing the marketing on them where this week I'm going to talk about lavender. Next week, I'm going to talk about the orange. And then you're going to talk about the reasons why it would be helpful to solve a problem. Okay. And I just did this training yesterday. I'm not sure if you were at it. It was for the MSM guided next level, but our masterminders are getting access to it. And I think that's going to be really helpful because, and it's something that I think I'm going to bring forward into another program we're going to create for the product boss community, but it's kind of trying to figure out what the problem is and how your product is the solution. So I think that training will help you get clarity. And then you and I can continue to work on this as you're processing and thinking, how do I start to shift my messaging? Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's look in the end, it's just, it's body cream or it's face cream or whatever. So I, it's hard to really differentiate it. It's and not I did just. that by not using water. You're right. <laughs> so I did that without using water and I don't use any net or any synthetic fragrance either. So it's all essential oils or extracts for the scent. Mm-hmm. So a big component, right? Like a lot of times when we're thinking about marketing, it's also taking a stand against something. So let's say at the product boss, I could take a stand and be like, I do not agree with Etsy coaches and how they tell, you know, their students and their community that they need to make all the things all the time and always have new products every single day to be successful, right? I could take a stand against that and say, this is why I disagree. If you're known for something, you're spending less money making all the other things, that kind of thing. So for you, you could take a stand against, you don't have to call out a specific product line, but we use aloe vera instead of water, right? Because it is more nourishing. It's more hydrating. It's great for this, right? Like water dissipates quickly or I don't, again, I don't know all the details, but there are ways that you can also say simply Suze is different. You put a stake in the ground and you say, we're different because it doesn't matter if other people are doing it as well. That's fine. But you're still going to highlight an issue that people don't even know is an issue or highlight an ingredient that they don't even know that they should be looking for. And so you're going to call that forward and say, hey, you know, and so tell me, why do you use aloe instead of water? What's the reason? Because there's a lot more nutrition for the skin. It helps Mm -hmm. with dry skin. It's sensitive skin, itching skin. Great. Exactly. This is something a lot of product bosses struggle with. How do I differentiate my business from the competition? Oftentimes, the thing that makes your business or product unique isn't something it does, but it's something it doesn't do, like avoiding harmful products, cheap filler to save money, or plastic packaging for convenience. So if you're having the same problem, ask yourself, what do I stand for? And what am I making a stand against? And I would tell you also, what matters to my customer? Make it about your customer. Yeah. And the thing I think what we do is when we're in a business, we've been running something for so long, it feels like such common knowledge to us that we forget that we have to keep educating on it. 
So that might be a stake in the ground that you're constantly talking about if you feel like that's a differentiating factor as to why maybe your skin stays hydrated longer, it holds the moisture longer, or it's just better for you all around, then that might be something you're constantly repeating. So people are like, oh yeah, Simply Soothe, that's the one that uses aloe instead of water, right? Right? There's those like little things that people can hook onto. Or yeah, Simply Soothe, it's natural and it's actually great for mature skin. You should try it. Isn't that the one for mature skin? So I think when you can find a couple of these key points that we can just really heavily lean into, and then that just will be everywhere, right? That'll be on your social media platforms. That will be in your emails. That will be the thing that I see when I land on your website that I fully understand. This is what sets you apart instead of just being another handcrafted skincare line. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. I do feel like I'm saying it over and over again too. It's like, but you're right. I guess I have to. Yes. You have to. I mean, it's the thing that's that we're always, if, if our goal is to always acquire new customers, then our new customers are always going to land at different times on the timeline, right? Of, of finding and discovering us. They're going to consume content in different places. So whether they find out about you from a store shelf or on Amazon, or they happen to find you on Instagram, they need to kind of understand why yours is different. So I, this is while I'm throwing these ideas at you, you know your business the best. So you're going to kind of need to sit in, like sit with this for a little bit and say, okay, these are the pillars. These are the things that makes my brand different. And also I'm going to step into fully owning the fact that I am a scientist and I did a lot of work and people better know that I did a lot of work to make this like, like a beautiful product that will get you the results you're looking for with ingredients that are really beneficial for the person who's using it. Own that, you know, like own it because you should, because not all of us are scientists, you know, not all of us have this knowledge. And so we, we need someone like you to trust to give us the product that we need. Okay. That all makes sense. Okay, good. Okay. So let's tackle some of the other questions that you have that I could help answer. What do you feel like is most pressing knowing some of this? What else can I help you with? I guess the marketing like which direction I should go, what should I focus on? Okay. Where would be the best place to start? Like, oh, I want to get more people on my website. So do I need to do like Google ads or social ads? Where are you selling the most right now? Like what's the sales channel that you're selling on? In person. Okay. And do you like doing those shows? And then my website. I don't like setting up and I don't like taking down. And during that whole time, I'm like, I hate this. But then once I get to talk to people, I love it. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of people like feel that way. Saturday and Sunday, we sat in the rain for two days and it was freezing. So yeah, I, I'd like to reduce them a little bit, I think. Okay. Okay. So, and then are, you're on Amazon now? Yeah, I just got on there a couple months ago. I've had maybe, I don't know, a dozen sales. Okay. What lot. are you selling on there? Just the face care line. And I'm advertising with a distributor that I'm using for the face scrub and face cream. Okay. And you said that your best sellers are your body cream, but you're selling the face cream on there or your best sellers the face cream? The face cream and face serum are going up as best sellers. Okay. The body care lately has been because I've been bundling them, but I don't have the profit margin I need to put them on Amazon. Okay. Okay. Great. So the easiest way to grow is on Amazon because you don't have to do as much marketing other than, and you're in multi-street machines. So like we talked talk about pay-per-click because there is a level of needing 
advertising within that platform to be discovered? Have you done that yet? No. So I do, I paid somebody to do a lot of the advertising for me because I, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And I didn't want to take the time to learn. And they're not getting you the results you want though. Um, I think it's just going to take a while. But you've been on there for a few months and only made 12 sales. Yeah. They haven't been advertising for the whole time though. I would say they've been, give them six weeks. Okay. So I should have had more by then, you think? I think so. So you can go into our group and ask some people who are in Amazon to see who they recommend, if there's anyone that they're working with that they recommend. I think that's the beautiful thing about you being in the community is that there's a lot of stuff that Obviously, we can give you direct referrals for certain things, but it's also good to just hear from people that are doing it. Hey, who are you using? You know, we talk about Donna Baum with Static Lock. She, in the first 90 days on Amazon with one product, made $31,000 with anti... See, that's what I need. Yes. So <laughs> contact Donna, right? Go into the group and message her. So I think you can and should grow faster on that platform if you're doing any sort of paid ads. It might be the keywords and then the conversions. The other thing you might want to do is drive your own traffic. So we teach this in the program, but send an email and actually drive the traffic, not to your website, but to Amazon. Because if you drive your own traffic to Amazon for a little bit, what's going to happen is they're going to buy from you. And then we want them to leave you testimonials. Because the other thing, and we all know this as women with skincare, is we want like proof and testimonials. And so you're going to want proven testimonials on that platform to be like, great product, amazing. Another thing within that platform and that a lot of people love are influencers will work with Amazon businesses because they can, influencers and creators, because they can make money from the sale. So if they talk about your product and use their affiliate link, they're going to make money every time someone buys your product. So I think that's a really good platform for you to try and grow by one working with like creators or influencers that are of the, they're your ideal customers. So they're of the age range and their audience is of the age range. Okay. And then because this is the same reason people are always like, I want to get in gift guides or they want to be you know featured. But what they don't realize is that the reason why they'll work with Etsy shops and they'll work with people who sell on Amazon because it's very easy to have an affiliate link because the way that things have moved is like, if you just recommend simplysusnaturally.com, they can't get a cut unless you have a whole system, like a backend. So what is harder sometimes is to work with creators when it's like, hey, just send them to your website unless you use some sort of, you know, we use ShareASale. Like we have ShareASale as a place that like you can link up And then influencers are on there and they connect brands. And then it tracks. So if if I were to send somebody to your site, it would track it and then pay me for the affiliate code. But the easiest ways sometimes are Etsy and Amazon. So I do think that you could have potential growth on that platform with the right team, if you don't want to learn it then, with the right team helping you get more traffic. And then you do send emails. So I would actually do a bit of an ad campaign that actually drives the traffic from your web, like their your email list subscribers and moving them to Amazon. I would also say the same thing on your social media. I would try and get the sales on Amazon. It's easier for us to buy on that platform because we're usually shopping it probably almost every day. Our credit cards are stored. And then I would ask for the, you know, I would in the email and stuff like that, be like, hey, if you end up buying, would you mind leaving us like a testimonial or a review or leaving us a review? it'd be so helpful. But Amazon really likes when you send your own traffic and you can do it all in like bulk at some point. I have a loyalty reward program too. So I could actually give them 
more points for doing that. Ooh, I like it. So yeah, anything that you can do. And also people want to support you, right? So you might just say, because they can also subscribe and save. Sometimes there's that setup in there where, you know, every 30 days I can get another jar sent to me of the skincare. So it does offer benefits to your customer to buy on there because it makes it easier. Yes, it's not going to be as much of a profit margin as if you're selling on your website. But moving over to that conversation is you're already spending a lot of money in working with outside agencies from a marketing perspective. And we know it takes a lot of time and effort to grow. And so you're going to spend your money somewhere. You're going to spend your time somewhere. So while you might lose 15% to Amazon fees, you're going to be paying that same amount of money to someone else to try and drive traffic to your website, whether you bring on an ads agency, whether you hire someone to run your social media. I know you're doing a lot of it, but it's just, it's your time is also money. It's podcast recommendation time and I cannot get enough of this podcast. It is so good. I love it so much. And also I love podcasts that are focused on product-based businesses, which is why I'm a huge fan of Another Bite, a HubSpot podcast that breaks down the latest and greatest pitches from the show Shark Tank. In fact, you can actually hear us on the podcast. We were on season one, episode 25, and it was called The Risk of Influencer Marketing with Bala Bangles, The Mad Optimist, and Tentacle. Now, these episodes are so fun to listen to, and I think they're a really great deep dive into the mindset behind one, building a product-based business, and two, breaking down why the sharks may or may not invest in the product. I think it's just such great market research. Now, listen, each episode hosts John Dick, Dory Monroe and Ariel Boswell offer their unique thoughts, critiques, and they even talk with some of the folks who pitch to the sharks and live to tell the tale. Now, the episodes are short and sweet, but they're jam-packed with ideas that you can contextualize and leverage for your own product-based business. And like I said, they're really fun to listen to. So tune in and join the conversation wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, product boss. Okay, this is a quick interruption and it's story time. So if your business is making six figures or more in your business and revenue a year, ears up. If not, you can still listen to the story because it might be really interesting. For me, I was an entrepreneur for over a decade operating my business by myself. At that point, there were no podcasts, there were no online courses, there were no communities online that were supporting, especially women-owned businesses, let alone product-based businesses. So when I first discovered a mastermind a decade into my business, my life changed. I found a podcast that had a podcaster that I deeply resonated with. She was like, I was like, oh my gosh, she's my coach. She knows what I need. Everything she says on this podcast is amazing. It would be so incredible if I could work with her one day. And then one day I heard her say, kind of like I'm saying today, she had a mastermind of a small, highly curated group of entrepreneurs, of women entrepreneurs that she was bringing together, that she was going to mentor and coach and bring together in community to help them elevate and get to the next level, to find clarity, to get out of burnout, to stop being the bottleneck, to live the lives that they dream of as they are scaling these six-figure, multi-six-figure and seven-figure businesses. And from that, after a decade of doing this by myself, 
crying at night to my husband, him trying to fix it, not knowing what to do, not having friends that got it, that knew what I needed, right? You can't talk about the huge wins or the low lows with your friends that don't own businesses. But once I found this group, those people are still my friends about eight years later. They're still the people I turn to. And my mentor, my coach that facilitated that facilitated that master, mastermind is still one of my dearest and nearest friends that I can reach out to now on another level. And so I say all of this because I'm really proud and excited to tell you that the doors to my inner circle mastermind applications are now open. It is a highly curated group of product-based business owners that are making six figures, multi-six, up to seven figures in business that you want to keep growing your business, but you want to blend it with a life that you love that you're looking for strategy to move up and move forward, but without burnout and without becoming the bottleneck, you know that what got you here is not going to get you to that next level. And you know that you've probably been feeling alone and you're done. You want community, camaraderie. You want other women that get it, that are doing what you do. And you wouldn't mind having me as your coach as well. So if this resonates with you at all, we're about 50% full in our mastermind right now. We have applications coming in every day. If this is something that resonates with you and you're like, yes, this is what I want. All you have to do is head to the productbossmastermind.com. It's the productbossmastermind.com. And this may be the thing that unlocks your what's next. I didn't know what was closed off to me before I found a mastermind, before I found these women that got it, that I could talk to in my highest highs and my lowest lows before I found the coach that spoke to me and helped me see such clarity and helped me earn more than I could have ever earned or made myself because I did not believe in myself the way she believed in me until I did. And I hope to do that for some of you as well. Plus we're doing an in-person retreat in LA, which I'm really excited to be able to hug so many of you in person. So again, head to the productbossmastermind.com if your business is making six figures or more and this is something you're interested in, I'd love to see your application come through. Selling on Amazon can be really powerful. Now, I know that giving them a cut of your sales doesn't sound great, and it may feel counterintuitive to drive traffic to Amazon instead of to your own website. But think of it this way. We're all comfortable shopping on Amazon already. We're willing to spend our money there, even on new products. So whatever cut Amazon takes is worth it due to the number of new customers you're bringing in. Customers who, by the way, may come to trust your brand enough through Amazon to start shopping directly. We talk about all of this and more in our signature program, Multi-Stream Machine. So I think twofold, I'd love to see you grow the Amazon because I think it's easier with perhaps the right partner and sending some traffic. So I would say that's a really great action item to let people know, hey, we're available on Amazon right now. These products are available. You can also do it when you're at your in-person shows. You can give them like a little card to take home and say, hey, we're on Amazon. So if you're not able to see us here, you can get it on Amazon, right? So you can let people know that they can buy from you there because we want to build that platform to the point that you become an Amazon favorite. You know, there's like, you get the little tag when people start to buy and that machine works for you because you could be making a lot of money and never have to do a show again if you don't want to. That would be lovely. Yes, that's the goal. My husband would be so grateful. I know. You're, I know that a big part of your goal with this business too is for your husband to retire, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't want to get him to work. And that would, that's plan B. <laughs> okay. We're not going to have a plan B. We're just going to get Amazon working. Yeah. Okay. So that's part one. And then for website traffic and conversions, your site is beautiful. So I don't think it's a site problem. I think your photos are beautiful. You've done a really good job there. I think if we can address concerns more and when you're pulling people in, you're addressing a concern and your product is the solution to their problem, then you'll start to see that your marketing campaigns are very targeted, that then the people who click are going to come and shop for that. You're going to see they're going to buy the thing you're talking about. So right now when you send emails and stuff, are you just talking in general about like, or do you ever hone in on a specific product or skincare routine or anything like that? Probably half and half. Okay. A lot of times it gets very generic. I pick ingredients to focus on sometimes and just do a a post about that or something like that. Okay. I would love for you to opt into a few brands. I have my own Gmail account. That's my like brand stalker account where, and also now, you know, like when you go to a store and they're like, do you want to add your email address? Like to be on our loyalty whatever. And I'll actually give that address. So it doesn't flood my personal inbox, but you can create a Gmail account and go use that to opt into a few different brands that are skincare and body care. And they can be aligned. So they can be very similar when it comes to ingredients, customer, whatever, but also it can be outside of it, right? You can say, oh, you know, Jacqueline mentioned Merit Beauty or Lush or Drunk Elephant was a big one that I think Sephora has really pushed. I love them too. Okay. So you can opt into their email list and see what their weekly emails are looking like. Follow them on social. And what I want you to do is I want you to become like an expert at what their marketing is, where you'll be like, oh, they sent out the thing around on their hyaluronic acid today. And then you'll be like, let me go see what's on their website. And it might be that their home image is all about hyaluronic acid. And then you might go to their Instagram and they're also talking about hyaluronic acid. And you'll start to see how it's actually all linked. They don't live independently. The marketing campaign is what they want to sell and it's multi-channel. So (laughs) start cyberstalking and then even (laughs) abandon some carts. So I also want you to like put things in your cart, put in your information with your fake email address or your, you know, that brand email address and then abandon a cart and also see how they're trying to win you back. So just test the marketing machines that these bigger brands are using because they've got huge budgets, much more than us as small business owners and solopreneurs. And then you can kind of start to test and see, oh, okay, I get it. I get what a campaign looks like. I get when they're trying to push something. And that might then inspire you as you're writing your emails on starting to understand what it looks like to segment. Oh, yeah, that really makes a lot of sense. Because I just do little pieces here and there. I never have a whole, like a cohesive thing going on. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, I keep like dropping the ideas, but the idea of like a, a marketing calendar, we have that at the product boss and other people do too, where it's like, okay, you know, when the winter comes, our skin is drier, right? So you might actually have different weeks in November and December and even in January that you're talking about a dry skin routine and you're talking about like three products that they can use and it's your morning routine or your night routine for dry skin. Then it might be the next week you're like all about dry skin for the body. Like don't forget your body too. Then it could go into an individual product. It can go into an ingredient. There's like, it's just a bunch of different types of hits because we need to hit our customers from different angles. 
And you think about scooping different people up at different times. It's that same idea that I said, like when they're coming in and discovering you, same thing when they're on your email list or they're being marketed to, there's different concerns that we're all going to have at different times. But there's also seasonal concerns or things that make sense, you know, like gift giving season sort of thing. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, good. So I think from a conversion point, that's what I would do. For me, I see you as Amazon being a faster way to grow. You just need the right machine behind you and sending traffic. And then your website, once you kind of hack into these ideas of like, what am I going to promote? Starting to like multi-channel create marketing campaigns that are going to drive them. And then when I land on your website, that home image also reflects it and has a straight call to action that's like shop now. And it brings me exactly to what you just marketed to me. Um, I never thought of doing that before. Okay. So yeah. So I think a lot of times we abandon our websites and we think, okay, put it up. It's all there. It's beautiful. Shop. Right? But that homepage... Yeah. That homepage needs to change often. So if we think about how store windows change, department stores or little shops and stuff like that, it's like, come on in, come shop this. And so I want you all to treat your you know, your home page as a store window. We talked earlier about how quickly people make a judgment about whether or not they want your product. You know what helps increase your chances of hooking them? Seasonality. The first thing that a potential customer should see is an image of someone they can relate to using a product they need, whether it's sunscreen to protect them during those summer scorchers or moisturizer during the drier months. Get creative and think about what someone is going to need today in this moment, in this season, they'll be much more likely to buy. One of your questions is about optimizing your site with like content writers. I think you're doing a pretty good job with that. And you're asking, should you be focusing more of your time on optimizing your SEO on your website? I think right now I want you to really work on the key things of like the problem solution. So what are the problems that your ideal customer avatar has? And then what's the solution that your products create? So thinking about that. And then also thinking about marketing. Okay, we know what their problems are. We know that these are the solutions. When am I going to talk about each of these throughout the weeks? When you start to feel more confident with that, then I think you can go back into your SEO and say, hey, this piece of content worked really well. Or like, while people are really loving my like three-part morning skin routine for mature skin during the winter. And then you can create SEO around that if you want. But I think for you going back into the depths of like the mission, vision, and values of your brand, like going back in before you go out again. So like really honing in. And then I think you can go into SEO, but you have other channels in play right now, other sales channels in play that SEO, I don't think needs to be your top priority at this very moment. Okay. That sounds good. And then one of the last things you wanted to talk about was, and I love how you said it. You're like, you know, I know I shouldn't, but, (laughs) but you said I started making soap last year, but it's a very small amount. You said back to spaghetti at the wall again. Instead of trying to sell the soaps individually, I thought I could use them as an upsell. So I think same idea. If your soaps can solve a problem. So I think it would be an amazing thing if I knew I could come to you for body care. So you have body butter, body cream, a lotion stick, and polish. So soap, if your soap had a solution to a problem... Most soaps dry you out, right? Or most soaps like really dry the skin. These soaps are nourishing and they're great as part of our body system. Like you can create systems around it or our body care ritual 
or three-step process or something like that. And we love our soaps because of this. There's a brand I used to shop for from called Arcana. We talked about this also in the mastermind. It's A-R-C-O-N-A. They have good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know them. So kind of the same idea, right? It was a little, it was scientifically backed and they had a five-step starter pack. And I remember when I got it, it was like, they first told me if you were dry skin, combination or oily, and then you just, you defined yourself as that. And then you got the five thing. And the thing that I thought was the most interesting is that they didn't use liquid or cream facial cleansers. It was a soap bar, which was counterintuitive to everything I had learned up until that point. And each soap bar was different. Now they also have more products. They've been around for a long time now, but that soap bar was like specific and it lasted forever. Also lasted way longer than buying, you know, cleanser in a jar. So if your soaps can solve a problem for your ideal customer, and instead of you thinking, oh, I'm just going to throw it in or be an upsell, but rather you make it part of a a solution, like a three-part solution, a five-part solution to their issues, I think it'll be way easier to sell and it might actually be an awesome product to add in as you're going through it, right? So that's, I know you don't have a lot of the products so you can do what you want with it for now because this isn't going to be the thing that gets you to where I know you want to go in revenue is a soap specifically, but you can sell more of it if again, you're telling me, hey, you got this problem, I've got the solution. This is why my soap, you should use my soap because it has these ingredients. It, It doesn't dry your skin out. It's great for mature skin. It doesn't leave your skin feeling tight afterwards. It has X oils in it. It's made with X. You know, you tell me what's in it and why I need to use it. Okay, that is definitely something to think about in the future as well. Yeah. I was thinking of throwing like, we have some big shows coming up. So I was going to do like a cream and a scrub and do if they bought the, ke- the set and they could get the soap like included or something like that. Okay. So Arcana says anti-aging kit worth $504. Um, so while we can talk about bundles in a lot of ways, and this works for a lot of people, you may decide to use your language, the language in a different way because of the products you're selling. So there's travel kits. Let me just see what they call it on here. So that's what they called it. They call it the basic five. So Arcana calls it the basic five, which is trademark. So don't use it. The basic five, normal skin type. And then... They have a description like in the morning, use these products and at night, use these products and you can get all five of those for normal skin. So it's kind of giving you like the best thing. So I think the same idea for you, whether it's a skincare kit or a skincare regimen for body and then a facial for your face regimen. And maybe instead of selling them as bundles, you start selling them as regimens that they need to get these X products from you, three or five six or whatever it is that, that they can buy it all at once. They don't have to pick and choose. And you're like, Hey, here, this is your solution. And, and you teach it in a way that it has like a regimen and that's pieces of content you can create. Like every morning you can get up and not that you want to do this, but you can say like, Hey, this is my favorite morning regimen. And like, I use this and this is why I use it. They're great together. You can buy it on my site. Okay. So if they were buying the whole system, would you do it more of a discounted, like 25% off or something like that, Mm. rather than piecemeal it? I don't think it should. I think it should be a system, but I don't think it needs to be 25% off. It could be very slight. Like it could be 5%, 10%. It could be a little bit less. And I would tell you to go do market research and look at some other 
companies, like I would do the math and I'd go and say, okay, this is what it looks like individual at the same size bottle. And then this is it buying it together. Is it cheaper or not? Okay. Um, and don't look at like Sephora does packs, but they tend to do sample size. So like you can test there. It's almost like they sell sample size trial testers. I've bought a few and I've tried new products like Drunk Elephant will do it, that kind of thing. And it's like a $292 value and you get it for $92, but it's not full-size product. So that's not the comparison because if you're selling it as full-size product, I think it's just a slight discount. But what I think is always overlooked is that you're actually solving a problem of decision fatigue. They don't have to think about, well, what do I need? Okay, wait, I need that too, right? It's Think about it as like a food meal deliveries, like Blue Apron or something, right? Instead of like, they could have just sold the recipe and said, hey, here's the recipe. Go to the grocery store. We'll teach you how to cook it, but you have to go to the store. But that's a big roadblock for people. So instead, people just want you to tell them like, here it is, and this is how you use it. So Blue Apron will give you all the ingredients portioned out and then give you the recipes. The same with you, like you're going to sell more because they don't have to think you have the solution and then you tell them this is how you use it and they don't have to put anything together. So I don't think it needs a major discount. We believe focusing on your bestseller is the fastest way to grow your product-based business, but that doesn't mean it has to be the only thing you sell. Bundling products or creating sets around solving a specific problem is a great way of increasing the average order value. Do you have any other markets coming up? Yeah, I have like four more. First one is the... Anything? First weekend in November. Okay. So sometimes markets are the fastest way to get feedback. You could test it in any way. So that first weekend of November, you can test it in a different way. You can have them in regimens or in systems. I like the word system. And then you could like, people can come up and you can say like, and you can even have things like, are you dry, combo, oily? Oh, I love this system. And you go through it and like you, you know, you actually do the system on them and you talk to them about it and you let them sample it. And while they can buy individual product, you're really going to try and sell these systems potentially. And that's the easiest way to get feedback. And you listen, you're like, oh, but they're asking me about, well, what about eye cream? Let's just say, for example. And doesn't mean you make a change the next time, but you just start to pay attention to what they're saying. Because what happens is when we sell on our website, we don't get that feedback. We don't know why they're not buying or what they're questioning. So when you're in person, sometimes it's the easiest way to get direct feedback. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. A lot of them, like uh, when I was first starting with the face care, um, they would hear the price and just kind of, you could see the look on their face. Because it's too expensive for them. They're probably not my people. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when you're selling something like this at a higher price point at a farmer's market, those people are going for like really cheap. They're expecting like a handmade. So it really also could be a disconnect between where you're selling like the customer that just walks around there versus is this more of a product that's like priced and could be at a beauty counter or in like retail shops that carry beauty products. Mm -hmm. Not Sephora, but there's Blue Mercury in New York. There's places like that. I also see your packaging like CVS and Rite Aid. Not that you're doing that, but I just bought Living Proof for $60 a bottle hair shampoo and conditioner at a CVS, which normally I could only get that at like online or let's say at Sephora. So in certain locations, our drug stores are actually carrying higher end products now because they're looking for clean beauty. Uh-huh. It's easier for people to access. 
So that's a really big source. It's not for you to do just yet, but that I just want you to know that is an option long-term. Okay. Yeah. I never thought of that either. Yeah. Beginning of next year. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. I think from a clarity perspective, before we hit this really busy season, it's leaning into the why. Watch that training on the problem solution and ideal customer. And then think about your marketing calendar. That would be the first part. And see if when you send emails and stuff like that, if that helps convert better. Secondary part is lean into the Facebook group, the multi-stream machine Facebook group. Ask people who they're working with from an Amazon perspective if they like them. Because yes, you can do it on your own, but you've said to me, you don't want to do it on your own. So I would see if there's a team member that you can bring on that can then help you convert better on Amazon. Because I do think it's been a long time for it to convert. And see if you can grow that, drive your own traffic to Amazon, and then also work on your marketing and messaging from the business. And you'll get this recording. So you'll, you can go back and listen and kind of piece it together. And then you're working with me in the mastermind. So then we can just keep talking together post this call. (laughs) Sounds great. I'm so glad I was able to do this. I am too. So tell us where we can shop from you and follow you and support you. Okay, so you can shop at my website, simplysnoozenaturally.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at simplysnoozenaturally. I'm on Amazon, again, simplysnooze, and you can buy there as well. Amazing. And in person, if you're in the area, come to the shows. Hey, you're in New York, Rochester? Upstate, yeah. Upstate, yeah. All right, anyone there, but you just send you a DM or a carrier pigeon and then you, know, you all can be friends. Thank you so much for being on. I think um, I'm really excited. I think you've got a solid product and great branding. And now it's just going to be a little bit of messaging tweaks and you're going to be on your way. I'm so glad I'm heading in the right direction. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. That was great. Everything we talked about today only involves minor tweaks to Sue's business. But when you start seeing growth, it's the little things that start to make all the difference. Honing in on her target market and making sure her marketing makes a good first impression with the crowd is really going to help with conversions. And finding someone to help optimize her Amazon store could make it so she never has to do an in-person show again, unless she wants to. This conversation was also full of tips you can take and apply to your own businesses. So listen in, apply what you learn, and see the magic happen. Talk with you next time. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.